Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers whenever the news is ready. And apparently that's all week. It's going to be a good time. It is all week. Uh, so kicking things off today, we're going to talk bench expectations or bench pectations, as Charles has been calling it. Uh, with running everybody back, it's it's interesting to kind of look at sort of the trajectory for some of the guys in the rotation. Certainly guys who are coming into more money like Luke Kennard, but obviously we'll also talk Batum uh, and everybody that we have time for on that bench. And then we got a What You Say Wednesday poll. Every single Tuesday, uh, we put a poll out on Twitter that's at Locked On Clips. We want to know what you think about a given subject. This one uh, is all about trades. We wanted to know, you know, sort of with the rumors circulating as well as the roster constraints uh, for this Clippers team, would you like to see a trade? Uh, I, I'm going to spoiler right here. The Overwhelmingly, uh, y'all, yes, want to see I'm a trade. I'm so surprised by this. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about some possible targets. Um, can't wait to get into that. And then in shadings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else, we got to talk about our daily third center <laughs> update, uh, which is something that's going to continue until the Clippers sign a third center or what is realistically the second center. Right. Uh, if, you know, if we're being honest. Uh, also, Kawhi got bagged on at a summer league game by a Trash. insolent, just an insolent little shit. So we're going to talk about <laughs> oh, that. Oh, wow. Uh, and then we also got to talk about the Schroeder situation. I know he's getting kind of bagged on, but uh, we'll talk about the former point guard from across the hall so all that and more coming up right about now you are locked on clippers your daily los angeles clippers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day so we're talking bench expectations as i've been calling it privately and now publicly um for next season we just talked about a couple episodes ago kind of what the same starting lineup for all intents and purposes really is going to look like but now talking about the bench, you mentioned Will mentioned the Luke Kennard contract thing. We basically have the same guys plus Justice Winslow, who's definitely going to be contributing in some form or another. Let's just start off with the big one. What does $16 million worth of production look like from Luke Kennard next season? I mean, well, it's it's gotta come in the form of a bigger role. Uh, I think that you know he's He's definitely primed and ready for it. Uh, you know, he was another one of those guys, kind of the stay ready mentality of that bench that, you know, really became its core um, with so many fluctuations in the starting lineup. But the thing is, is the one difficulty that I've had with Kennard is I, I think that at times he has trouble finding himself in the flow of the offense. Yeah. If there's not like a concentrated effort to really get him going. And I think if that's what it takes, then that is by golly, what we need to be doing. Right. Uh, yeah. To, like when to, he's only making $4 million, it's like, he can figure it out. But now it's like, dude, we got to get you involved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think he's going to have to see a huge increase in his field goal attempts. I mean, it should probably be 16 a game uh Damn. So. <laughs> i mean one for every million that's not the craziest thing i guess it kind of so, works out <laughs> so uh you know it, it's something to monitor the, the thing is though is that i do feel like uh he did show um some growth uh in terms of his playmaking which you know was already good he has been a starting point guard caliber point guard before in his career um so he's certainly like a great bench piece to have we know that it's you know he the scoring is definitely there mm. um and defensively i thought we saw a greater effort um i talked a little bit about it on this podcast but like i think that his positioning uh and rebounding uh, is is like a huge jump from what I thought it was. He came up with a couple clutch boards uh, in the playoffs in which he was really jumping from out of nowhere. Dude, there were some hustle plays too. Like he was on the floor a couple times. Like 
I think those yeah. playoffs really helped him out. Like, I think that's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, and I think maybe he's been working with Patrick Beverly on some of that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, any way that he can provide value uh, is obviously going to be plus. You know, we know that what that role looks like. We, we don't really have um, – a starting position to offer him unless we, you know, he somehow makes it into that starting backcourt next yeah, to which, uh, Reggie uh, and, and and we do something kind of funky, which I am not the biggest fan of, you know, those two historically, uh, you know, did not work that well together last no. season. <laughs> yeah. uh, defensively, it's, you know, it's a nightmare. Um, but Canark, you know, can play off ball, can create a little bit. Um, you know, it, it, he can score. I mean, he is, he is Dude, he's really a three-level scorer. I mean, like, yeah. I, I, I feel like, you know, people are kind of bagging on this contract and, and you know, maybe rightfully so to be determined. Um, but in this league right now, you pay for shooting and you pay a premium for shooting. Yes. Um, and, and he's got a heater. Like, we know that he can shoot. Yeah, um, absolutely. Clipper Spencer has a good note. He said on Twitter, he was like, most of the other bench guys are known commodities, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we know what they're bringing but it would be huge if Kennard could take over bench scoring, which is going to be an issue, which goes into kind of one of the larger issues, which is like consistent scoring. Because when Paul George and Reggie are off the floor, it's going to be tough to generate anything off the dribble if the passing breaks down. So Absolutely. this is where Kennard can really make some headway, I think. Yeah, well, and I mean, since the Lou Will trade, I mean, we don't quite have another guard in his mold on the yeah, bench. Yeah, a north-south I- guy. Yeah, and I think if we're looking at Reggie, you know, earning that starting sort of position, um, then the opportunity is certainly there. Uh, so I, you know, it's just a matter of of getting him the reps, getting him fully integrated into the offense, um, and then you know, I think that he kind of one of the issue, the other issue that I had with him last season was he could be a little gun shy to shoot, and which I is think so that, weird. Because I was like, dude, if I did anything as well as Luke Kennard does at shooting a basketball, I would I'd do let it, it fly. all the time. <laughs> yeah, I let it fly. Twenty seconds left on the shot clock, no problem, baby. I got yeah, this. This thing's going. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that he made some huge strides, um, sort of in that area, and I think that that is one of the things that can hopefully be a little bit more clearly defined this season. Is, uh, you know, in the absence of of Paul George uh, and you know Kawhi for the majority of the season, you know, it, it's going to be super important to have a pecking order of of who is running the show, who's taking the shots. Um, and I think that that was something that even the starters at times could struggle with uh, when there was, you know, as we talked about, a little bit of too much unselfishness maybe with the ball yeah. that that almost manifests in like a hesitancy to score. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I, you know, I think that that's going to be really clear to have to find. And, you know, with the emergence of someone like, you know, if Jay Scrub has another great game, <laughs> that gets all the murkier, right? <laughs> right. For sure. Um Moving on to Nick Batum, who might, we're assuming is going to be coming off the bench. He might be starting. We don't really know between him and Marcus Morris. I can't imagine, and I mean this in a nice way, what his improvement looks like next year compared to this last season. He, I think it's unfair to ask him to improve on his second best reporting shooting year ever. He shot 40.4%. Second only to his 40.9% season, right when he was first in the league, I'm pretty sure. But I think it's just more of the same consistent being a glue guy, making the right cuts, randomly getting those blocks here and there. Like, it's just got to be more of the same. I don't even know what I'm looking, what he can improve on, if that makes sense. Like, I guess more consistency in terms of level of play, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, and he was already fairly consistent. I mean, you you pretty much knew what you were getting with Batum on the floor. Um, And, you know, he was a huge piece 
both in the playoffs and the regular season on that bench of like allowing us to tread water when resting two stars. Yes. Um, so I, you know, I think that staying consistent is actually going to be an improvement because I think after the year, um, that he had last season, he's not going to get the same treatment from a defense that he got this year. If that makes Oh sense. yeah. They know what's up now with Nick Batum. They know think, that he's going to kill you. I think he's going to be targeted a little bit more. That's um, a good call. And I think just feeling comfortable from three, maybe in some more spots on the floor uh, would be great. You know, that's just kind of like a cherry on top. I, you know, I'm not necessarily expecting that and it won't be a wash to me if that's not the, mm-hmm. the level of development. Um, but, you know, we know what he can do. And I, I think that that's one of the benefits of adding of that like that is um, I, I feel like with this team, you know, it's, it's clearly catered around two specific players. <laughs> yes. So the, the more, you know, the more defined your role is, or the more specific of a tool that you can be. And he, even though he is kind of a, a I mean, like a, a leatherman, arm, if you will. Um, yeah. 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 Um, just the, the easier it makes it to integrate you into the game on both ends of the floor. Yeah. And then we ca- we talked about some larger issues too on Twitter with some people. And this one kind of goes into Patrick Beverly too. Cause I think, I mean, money mook 64 had a great take on Twitter. They were like, it's just health. Like we keep rolling out different rotations last year, yep. some part due to a hectic season, but this Twitter user money mook 64 hopes the second unit of Bev, Luke, Winslow, Nick, and Serge just get a lot of reps before Kawhi comes back. And I think that's the best thing for Bev, like just be healthy. Same with Serge, like, just as Winslow, there's obviously been some injury with that. But, I mean, if the if the health is there, I think it can help contain kind of dribble penetration, which was a thing we saw a lot with the bench unit. Like, yeah. which might just be a product of our scheme. Like, it's not like the Clippers have bad defenders. And we're just, you know what I mean? Like, the scheme just seems like you kind of just give up dribble penetration to really shifty guards. But... Yeah, I, I hope Bev can stay healthy because we know what but he does. But not always, right? I mean, like, yeah. we, Dame had his worst numbers against any team against us. So True. I, I'm, I'm with you. It, and especially in the playoffs, I did think that it was like a weak point um, uh, in the first round, uh, most notably. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, it, it's definitely something that needs to improve. Um, and I don't know. Like, the biggest thing is just already down one star, you know? Mm-hmm. Um these guys really like the best that they can do is, I mean, you know, is just shoulder the load a little bit in those, yeah. in those non PG minutes, match like, the just, bench, like just match the other bench. If you can match yeah. the other team's bench, fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll exactly. live with that. Um, exactly. And that, I mean, I know that sounds like a low expectation, but it's not an easy thing to do. It didn't happen last for, season, especially for a team that like, I mean, I think that we are a, you know, a fairly deep team, but it becomes pretty apparent. Like when you, I mean, we know that one guy is going to be out mm-hmm. any other injury. I mean, like that's a huge ripple effect through For the sure. entire roster. Things get wonky, but thankfully we have Tinker and Ty at the helm. So we will see a whole bunch of combination of bench stuff. Um, which will be partly frustrating, as we all know from last season, but in the long run, good for the Clippers. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking the What You Say Wednesday Paul talking about how apparently everyone in Clipper Nation wants a, a trade. But first, Will, talk to me about Headspace and what it is and where I can mess with it. All right. Well, let me just ask you this first. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, just be better? Well, there is. 
And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You know what? You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash NBA. And now that your mind and your soul are satiated, Let's fill up those bellies. Fill up those bellies with some Built Bars, y'all. I bet you didn't know that Built Bar has this many delicious flavors. About to run these down for you real quick. We got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You know what my favorite is? German chocolate. I keep it fancy, you know? What, what makes German chocolate different from regular chocolate? Um, I believe it is imported from Deutschland. Um, ah, okay. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors, which that's a fun time. Keep it fresh, keep it fun. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. There are 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar, calories ranging from just 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. That is fantastic. Right now, uh, go to Built Bar, excuse me, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your next order. One more time, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 or 15% off at built.com. All right. And we're back and we're talking the What You Say Wednesday poll. I want to thank everybody who voted on oh, yeah. this. Every single Tuesday, we put a poll up on Twitter that's at Locked On Clips. We want to know what you think about a given subject. And this one is looking at the roster crunch and the rumors kind of flying around. Would all of the fans out there want to, the Clippers to make a trade before opening night of next season? Overwhelmingly, uh, people voted yes, 74% of the vote. No, rece- receiving just a hair over 25%. Uh, so, <laughs> Chuck, wh- I, what, what, are, what are people's expectations for this trade? I guess it's like my first question off the bat. I thought we were team running back over here. I thought everyone wanted to run back the same squad that made it to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, I so I understand wanting to trade from a necessity. Yeah, there's shades of gray here too, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what, what are people, like, what's the gauge out there? Are people looking for a big swing? Are they just wanting us to have the appropriate number of rostered <laughs> players by the time the season starts? Uh, like, what's, what, what's going on out there? So Matt Marquis, purveyor of such fine establishments as the Wayfarer Hotel in downtown Los Angeles, go check it out. Um, he voted yes, but he said not a blockbuster, just maybe a strong two for one or three for one to two that gives us a solid second tier player and maybe clear out Rondo or other non-essential players. That is kind of 
the trade that I think is going to happen, like get, getting a third center, maybe that'd be crazy. Um, or something like that. Like, I think most people kind of want just a small trade. Keep the chemistry was a big issue too. People were talking about like, why would we disrupt the chemistry in this group with like a substantial trade, like trading absolutely Bev or, I mean, which could happen, but I think I'm on Matt Marquis side on this. Um, I, I, so yeah. I agree. And I think if it's the kind of trade where you can sort of, uh, look, we need to edit some stuff down. Like I, I think, <laughs> you know, most pointedly at, at the guard position, but like we need to kind of consolidate and, and sort of refine that rotation, um, into something that makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, there, if, if you have to attach an asset or something that, that makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, but at the end of the day, we, you know, we have what 17 rostered players. Uh, I think so. Yeah. So, you know, that's not going to stand. Yeah. 17 rostered players, like you said, in a way where like three or four of them are not going to play for yeah. the Clippers. Like it's going to be G league yeah. stuff. Um, Dominic Coles brought up a good point about the timing of this trade. Cause we made sure to say that it would be before opening night. We, there might be a trader in the trade deadline. We know that. Um, Dominic Coles also Dominic, hope you're doing well, buddy. Um, always chimes in. We always appreciate it. He said, yes, because I feel the middle of the season trades don't pan out for that season, except for Marcus Morris, I think. Um, get involved with the system early. Any trades that happen midseason should be those around the edges, like those margin trades. So I I, I like this sentiment, and I'm yeah. all for that. Second Especially, half, I agree with for sure. Like, could you imagine a blockbuster trade before the trade deadline this year for the Clippers? My heart would explode. Yeah, yeah. I, I think especially if you're looking to make a bigger swing, um, you know – I think teams are a little bit more willing to make a move at the trade deadline just because everyone has actually seen their roster in action. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, we know what you're doing now. (laughs) Well, yeah. And they, they can sort of understand like, um, you know, what a player's value is because all this stuff is so fair weather. Right. I mean, yeah, definitely. Which we'll talk about more with the Dennis Schroeder thing in the third segment, but like, I mean, your immediate impact over like the last, however many games is essentially like how your value is viewed um, right or wrong. And sure, there are scouts that definitely know a lot more than us. Um, but even Oh, still, yeah. I would, I would argue all of them. <laughs> but even, even still, you know, like if you if someone is underperforming and you get the opportunity to buy low on a on a player, I mean, it, it definitely... It's what the Clips it, do, right? Like, we got Batum for yeah. cheap. We got Reggie for cheap. Like, I, th- I think it's a little easier to grease the wheels in a midseason trade um, for that reason. But I, I agree, especially if it's a big swing it makes the most sense to try to get those people kind of integrated as soon as possible, especially for a roster that over the last two years has already undergone so much flux uh, just in terms of availability. A hundred percent. There's been a lot of talk about like Pascal Siakam randomly. I don't think that's happening. I don't think it's happening at all. Like I, I don't see a compelling enough reason for the Raptors to give up a talent like that, like unless it's a stupid deal, and like, he doesn't want to leave, like yeah. he doesn't want to leave. They don't. Have, there's no indication they want to give him up, and unless you're willing to make like kind of an absurd offer, I, I don't really know how that one's happening. If I'm being perfectly honest, yeah. And I mean, 
what the Clippers would have to give up is is what it's we just, talk we just about. Don't, it's we depth. just don't have that much. Yeah, yeah. we'd yeah. be trading away all our depth and whatever. And then like assu- assume Kawhi, Kawhi does make it back. Like, where does he fit into the roster at that well, point? And if we make this trade before the season, the first part of the season is we're climbing out of a hole standings wise. Oh yeah, definitely. right. Like definitely. while we figure everything out, um, not that they wouldn't look good at times for sure, but. Just be tough. Um, DJ Gaming HDX said, I want to run it back as soon as the season finished and my thoughts haven't changed. Um, he added that Luke has a full year back and he's hoping that he can make a jump. And then Kane underscore 1424 says, the chemistry is perfect. I don't know how I would feel about upbringing it all to get a star like Ben or Siakam. However, he would not mind a Rondo trade, which I don't think any of us would. Um, I think the Ben Simmons thing is kind of just as far-fetched strictly for their asking price. We know what yeah. their asking price is, and it's like basically what we traded to get Paul George and Kawhi, which we can't trade anymore because we already did that big of a trade. Yeah, they're looking for a lot of draft capital, which is something that we don't have. Um, you know, honestly, the only thing we could really do is match salary, like there's and and get you know get them some space in the next season. Which is like, I mean, I guess if they wanted to do that, sure, but they're and not like we, going to do that. <laughs> and we could like give them some more three point shooting, but yeah, I don't see, I, I don't really see from what the reports that we've heard that they're looking for. I mean, it's something like, isn't it something like four firsts and three swaps? It was it's four like, firsts and three swaps, and then from the Spurs, I'm pretty sure it was that amount of draft capital plus like you know what these weird like quote unquote like young piece. Yeah, or something yeah. like that, which all of our young pieces that you would maybe think there's value, which is what let's call it Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, because Terrence Mann is definitely older than Luke Kennard and Zoo. Like two of those guys don't make over like $12 million and the other one makes 16. So it's like we still have to throw in so much to make those salaries work. And we don't have yeah. the draft capital. Yeah, we do. I mean, we just don't have the draft capital to, to kind of put together a deal that big. I mean, it's certainly a tantalizing, a tantalizing like prospect, but I mean, oh, the defense know, like, thinking about the defense, like with a like next year, thinking about the defense with fully healthy Kawhi, PG, and Ben Simmons is like, and Nick Batum is insane to think about, but yeah. you still need 11 other dudes <laughs> to, to like make sure so everyone can get to the playoffs healthy. Um, yeah, I think I'm with Matt Marquis, honestly. I guess I would like a trade, but it's got to be for it's got to be kind of a margin move. It can't be a major one. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's a good Not move. Not at all. Um, yeah, I, I feel I feel like we probably need to move on from Rondo, and you know, maybe there was some lingering injury stuff that limited him in the playoffs. Sure. I think that overall. Um, Look, we were both skeptical kind of of this trade when it happened. And I, <laughs> I don't think I, kind of. I think. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just feel like it is, though, overall, it, it hasn't really panned out, uh, especially for the price tag. For sure. Um, we thank everyone who voted. Thank you for giving your reasons also for why you voted. We appreciate that. Um, coming up, we're going to be giving a brief third center update. We're going to be talking uh, some kid who was yelling at Kawhi for no reason. And then, of course, the Schroeder thing, we kind of just got to touch on because it's kind of like a him and Nerland's kind of did the same thing. Um, but first, we got to give a shout out to betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, pun fully intended. And you can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, and info from all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, you big dummy, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They'll match half what you put in. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And real quick, that promo code is locked on. All cap letters, one word, locked on. Okay, so we're back with shavings and kicking things off. We have your daily third center update. Honestly, nothing going on on that. No update. I wish we had a really elaborate sound effect to play that was like, Clippers third center update. And then we're like, still none. No, we got we got nothing. Which makes me think, I guess they're just probably going to resign Boogie and Patterson. I don't know. Yeah, they're probably trying to work a deal on that. I mean, I guess it is sort of reaffirming that we haven't heard any news about like Cousins or Patterson being signed elsewhere. Um, right. I don't know what I don't know what either one of those guys is like looking at beyond the vet. Man, it's got to be all men's, dude. Like we gave Patterson that panic three million dollar deal. Like Boogie's definitely on a men because of health issues, which sucks, um, and because. Perimeter defense is very The big. Patterson thing is interesting, too. I mean, like, I guess we did have some money because, uh, you know, we still had the the MLE, which we were able to sign Surge with. But, yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I, I guess initially what I thought when they went to that three number um, versus, you know, the, the vet men was that possibly, like, a, it could be a package in a trade. But, like, because it's a one-year deal, that's not even an option. Yeah. So, um, I think it was a panic. I think Joseph Ryan Ford talked about that first on Clip said about how, like, that it felt like a panic signing. Where, like, they maybe didn't know they were going to get Surge. And they were like, well, we, he maybe have had other offers. And it was like, we'll give you double the vet man to do, yeah. the, same, to do the exact same thing as a vet man. Um, but still no update. We will definitely do a, uh, some content when we finally sign a second slash third center, as Will so aptly pointed out. Um, now moving on to the uh, the loose stuff in the jar, the, or the drawer that is the Clippers. Some kid saw Kawhi Leonard at the Clips vs. Bucks Summer League game, which, can we talk about this for a second? Yeah. Were the Clippers the most like well-represented first-team guys watching the summer le- their Summer League team at Summer League so far? Oh, I there was yeah, essentially not, a starting five. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but like you also gotta factor in like participation in USA basketball for other for other teams right. and players. Um, so yeah, I, I mean man, playing in the gold medal game and then going yes. to summer league, you would love basketball. Like people would be like, You're a crazy person. <laughs> like yeah. you just won a gold medal, now you're in Vegas for the summer league. Well, and Drew, <laughs> I mean, he won a you know, he, oh, yeah. he won a finals, won a gold, and then I mean he'll probably be at summer league. That's crazy. Um, anyway, some Plain. kid, yeah, yeah, he's gonna just destroy everybody. Um, some kid saw Kawhi at Clips vs. Bucks and was quote unquote yelling at Kawhi, filming Kawhi, saying, Fuck Kawhi, why is he here? Uh, the kid's father posted this saying his son was a savage, which first of all, get some new slang, buddy. Um, this is trash behavior. Yeah, I don't know why you I don't blame the kid because I feel like the dad was probably like, go call Kawhi a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, why don't you encourage your son to be a, a piece to, of to, to garbage? He's a garbage. Yeah, but, raise <laughs> let's let's raise more, let's raise the next generation to be walking garbage. Yeah. And the thing that gets me is like the kid is maybe 30 feet from Kawhi. He's not far away from Kawhi Leonard. Um, and he's doing a kind of yell that if you were a class clown or maybe you yelled at an opposing team during high school or college sporting events, 
you're doing, you're kind of doing this yell where it like sounds like you're yelling, but you don't want anyone to actually hear you. If you know what I'm saying? Like, there's this point where you're like, oh, this has like the cadence and like, you're kind of yelling. But if you were really yelling, Kawhi would have heard you say, fuck you. Why is Kawhi here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if you feel that way and you're filming him and you're that close, shockingly, you won't walk up to a professional athlete and say, fuck you. Oh, of course not. Also, man, I got to be honest. Get over it. He got you two rings. If you're yeah, this is a Spurs fan, fan like, who posted on. this too. Like we Spurs fans, this is not an indictment on all of you. There's an indictment on this one guy. Like, dude, you guys got championships. Ever since he left, you're in the lottery. Doesn't like there's a connection here, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, apparently, the guy who posted it had a messy divorce from his wife a few years ago, and that got all aired out on Twitter. So I don't know. I feel like <laughs> just don't be a dickhead on Twitter. Yeah, if you're gonna act, if you're gonna act a fool, just know that you might get clapped. Like you might get clapped back at. There's receipts. If you don't delete it, and you don't delete it in time, and the way that you're supposed to delete everything, because there's something called Wayback Machine that will just kind of show you everything people ever said, you're gonna get got. Um, yes. So we hope. And now, like, dude, now, like, who is it? Uh, was it Donovan Mitchell who quote tweeted this tweet and was like, "This is trash." Like professional yeah, he athletes. Said, he said use that it Twitter. was. Yeah, he said that it was lame. Uh, I think which there's makes a, sense. I think there's a disconnect too, where I think people still maybe think that athletes aren't active on Twitter. Like, you know, when social media for athletes used to just be like, I mean, Kawhi is not. Kawhi is definitely not. But like, remember when social media for athletes used to just be like promo? Like, it was like, I got this new soda flavor. I got this. Now it's so much more ingrained in kids, you know, athletes actually using it. The younger generation of NBA players definitely see stuff like this and like donovan mitchell for instance is like oh this is trash <laughs> like I, this is yeah. garbage i mean it just kind of ties into sort of that overarching thing of like ta- toxic fandom which is like i just think no matter what um you know every team is a gonna break your heart but like the thing mm-hmm. you have to remember is that these people truly owe you nothing they don't uh, yeah they don't owe you anything. You're not paying a penny on the on these <laughs> multi-million dollar salaries, uh, personally. And also, it's just like I, I mean, at the end of the day, like they're just human beings who happen to be phenomenal, the best athletes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. phenomenal athletes. So, like, let's maybe just behave as such, huh? Yeah, let's just be better. Um, let's do a little bit better. Speaking uh, of bagging on people, but should we? <laughs> yeah, should we transition? Over to this, the Schroeder situation. Yeah, so this is weird, right? Like, Schroeder turned Dennis Schroeder turned down a four for eighty-four million dollar extension from the team mid-season last mid-season. year yes. for context. Like now yeah. he's he's got the I believe the full mid-level exemption extension. Excuse me from the Celtics um, exception or whatever it is. Um, the exemption for one year. It's a one year deal. Yeah, one year deal. So he still can maybe prove himself, get a bigger deal the next season, given the cap's going to go up. I thought it was interesting because after Nerland's this Nerland's Noel popped into my mind after he yeah. turned down that $70 million. Now shooters doing this. I don't know if this is happening more recent in the last five, six seasons. And it might be only because of social media. It feels like it is though. Is this just guys like, I know the Nerland's thing was maybe definitely bad advice, but like shooter turning that down and how everything kind of ended last season for the team across the hall, which I'm not too broken up about if I'm being honest. Um, This is, it feels partly like bad luck. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. I mean, look, I, I understood completely 
you know, like when he turned down that extension at the time, like, uh, you know, he even commented as such, you know, he hasn't really ever gotten a chance in his career to like fully explore free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was with the Hawks and then got traded and then, you know, <laughs> yes. uh, so it, it, it makes sense that, you know, like that he would want to explore that. And I don't think it's insane to think that maybe he could have gotten a little bit more money. I know that he would like rumors are that he was seeking sort of that 25 a year kind of range, which Ooh, I don't know. Look, I, I mean, things got a little wonky with the availability of point guards and stuff um, over, you know, over this free agency mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of, you know, most teams are kind of short up at the position really with the exception of the Celtics who, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, who, who had to who had to scramble and kind of make some moves because you have you know young point guards at uh at, at teams that could otherwise offer you you know cap space mm-hmm. uh or a bigger deal and then contenders you know they either made trades or they wanted to try to run things back so uh it's it is a bit of bad luck i think i would still maybe be a little pissed at my agent because i feel like you should have you gotta be a little bit you said ah shit <laughs> come on yeah man. Like, you're getting 10 percent yeah. of this buddy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I, I mean, like, I, you, you should have been maybe a little bit more aware of the market, um, but you know, it is what it is. And it's not his last year in the NBA. Like, I feel like people are kind of like, "Wow, crazy! He's never going to get this contract." Like, well, he might. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, with a good yeah. season in Boston, I, I think that he could, he could waltz his way into a four for sixty. Like, I, I feel like pretty. And easily. if the cap goes up again, which we don't, it will. No, it will. Like four for eighty four again isn't crazy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, gonna yeah. Um, just happy that everyone on the Clippers has the contract they totally deserve. So, no worries <laughs> over here. Um, that about wraps this episode up. Unless there's anything else in the drawer you want to talk about? Nah, let's 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 cut out. Let's cut out. Uh, we are missing the summer league game today. Apologies. We will have kind of a bit of a recap for what we saw. Late at it. night. I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> Thursday's episode, we're going to be talking what we want to see from the guys next season, as they're called. Update on how the summer league is going for the Rooks. Maybe some better play from non-rookie Amir Coffee against the Blazers. We hope so. And, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, let's hope they sign a third center. Uh, will, if people wanted to listen to this podcast, where should they listen to this podcast? You can check us out on iTunes with a podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers hands-free. It works fabulously. Uh, if you feel so inclined, we'd love it if regardless of the platform you listen on, you left a little rating and review. Over oh, yeah, we absolutely would love it. It helps us out. And as always, we appreciate you listening. We absolutely do. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William, the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.